1: Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Football. Not just Purple Daily, but Judd and Declan on a Monday with comments from the Two brought to you by our friends, as you just heard, at Surly Brewing and also TCL TV. If you're watching sports and you're not doing it on TCL TV, you're doing it wrong because TCL, that is the best way to watch all of your favorite shows, including the Twin Cities sports scene. And Declan Goff, without further ado, you are in charge of reading the questions. Can't believe it. And then we will respond. It's a big chore. It's a big duty. So why don't you begin by telling us what our first comment from YouTube is?
0: Let's go with a little uh, reckless speculation I want to start with here, Judd, from uh, our guy Miguel. And obviously, as as if you ask for it, ask and you shall receive, Miguel. Mm-hmm. He says, the offense will be getting another offensive piece into training camp, I would think. He goes, maybe OBJ to solidify that wide receiver corpse, so then you can move JJ around to the X and then the Y or even the Z. Oh, my God. Football! Miguel. Oh, my God. I'm excited, man. I'm Football. fired up. All right. I don't think there's a goat's chance in hell. Oldell Beckham Jr.
1: is coming to the Minnesota Vikings. He's not going to but- be playing, right? He tore his knee up again. Oh, did he tear his, yes, and right. had surgery. But
0: like Julio Jones is out there, I believe, still. Yep. And and the Vikings have done this now, not to the magnitude of you know bringing in someone like Julio Jones or if Odell Beckham Jr. was healthy this late in the season. You know they've brought in the Kendall Wrights, right? They brought in D.D. Westbrook last they brought in year. A lot of slappies. They brought those slappy guys, and that kind of like it's a little uh, sugar high. That we get, yep. oh, hey, remember him? He was 100%. good know, for the Titans for, I, you know, yep. a few, for a few games a couple years ago. Yep, Tajay Sharp. Tajay Sharp, same guy. Yep. So what do you think of, of Miguel's little uh, idea here, that the offense might still bring in that last little piece, either as a body or to get a little more excitement for that offense?
1: You know, Declan, it feels like, uh, barring injuries in training camp or during the offseason program, like the roster is pretty set, right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't... I don't know. I don't see it. I know exactly what he's talking about, but it feels like we've seen the majority of those moves, if I'm not mistaken, made in March during the free agency period. Mm -hmm. So, like, would they bring in another depth guy at receiver potentially? Yes, I could see that. Would they bring in one where we say, Oh, man, I heard of him. He's pretty good. I don't think they would unless they had an injury. So, and... Julio Jones would be going fairly big game hunting, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And his price tag still wouldn't be as cheap as you might hope. Um, So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say they are going to start OTAs um, and go through minicamp. And unless somebody gets hurt, I don't think they'll bring in a guy that will say, oh, yeah, there's a slappy that could help them i mean total gas good,
0: good lord if they brought in like julio jones and look Julio's no longer the um rec- i mean at one point right. you could probably make a case julio jones was the best wide receiver in the nfl about six seven years ago right um i'd be pretty shocked if he was brought in you know at desperations tends to yield these results as, as the time that goes on and if julio wants to take whatever minimum contract offer um he certainly could last year at tennessee 31 grabs for 400 yards in 10 games played. In fact, he's only played in 19 games over the last two seasons combined. So, I mean, look, wide receivers lose steps. He's he's now 33 years old, Hmm. so he's entering his age 33 season. He's, I wouldn't call him a slam dunk Hall of Famer. Could make a case he might be a Hall of Famer, but He's also played in an era where wide receivers are just putting up big numbers too. Yeah. Uh, but he, it'd be fun. Don't get me wrong. Like, if <laughs> can you imagine on a training camp day, those steamy hot days? Finally, it's summertime here in Minnesota. God willing and knocking on wood that it stays like this. Um, could you imagine a nice hot steamy day and all of a sudden we get a we get a little shefty bomb that Julio Jones signed with the Vikings?
1: I think the only way you'd get that bomb is if Thielen got hurt. Oh yeah. Just a total. To to, just a total right. guess. Oh yeah. That's that's like. Desperate. Again, the desperation, you get yeah. the quickest results, yep. right? I, I think the fact that they – so my guess is this. If they were going to go this route, they would have drafted one higher. I think they feel that they have – and I don't don't know if they're right or not, but I think they feel they have the necessary depth right now to proceed. Um And it was the previous administration that loved to bring in guys. Like, oh, to, to your point, you know, that guy was good with the Bears one time. Um, I don't think, just total guess on my part, I don't think these guys are going to do that unless they're forced to, Mm -hmm. and right now they're not being forced to, in their mind.
0: Good question here from Scott, as it's kind of directed to Judd a little bit too, just on the receiving core in general. He says, hey guys, trying to provide a counterpoint that you may have not considered. Mm -hmm. Judd, when you talk about drafting a wide receiver in round one, do you think that is really a priority position of need? We have Justin Jefferson, Thielen, KJ Osborne, uh, Amir Smith-Marsetti mentions, that's four. Did you notice ISM, Amir Smith-Marset's stats, uh, why do you feel he cannot be a competent and perhaps dominant wide receiver? Our most efficient receiver in 2021, I mean, a little small sample size here, but he he brings up some data, mm-hmm. he caught an amazing 83% of his targets his way, and an average yards per catch of 23 yards per grab. Two touchdowns. Out of five catches, that's a whopping 40% catches worth of touchdowns. Oh, um, so he's – and I think he's being a little obviously tongue-in-cheeky right. here with, with uh, the sample sizes. But what do you say to his point? Do you think that it was the smart move to not add a wide receiver? And do you maybe feel that a K.J. Osborne or even an Amir Smith-Marset can rise up and kind of have um, a, a big year for the Vikings?
1: Well, and they did take one, what, the Michigan State kid in like the fifth or sixth round? I think sixth right? round. Right, sixth yeah, round? I so six. my – opinion on the receiver position and possibly taking one in the first round, which I am ordinarily not huge on, but the position obviously is becoming more and more important, was predicated on the fact that this draft was very deep there. Um, And I think KJ Osborne is in a great role. Would I expand that role a lot? I probably wouldn't. Thielen is getting older, and he's hurt quite a bit, it seems like. And so my point was This team is going to be so built now around its offensive um, potential that it made sense to me to stack a position, especially that was deep in the draft, with a player in the first round. The Vikings disagreed with me, and that's fine. Uh, Amir Amir Smith-Marset might be great. I have no idea. But the fact is, the top of this draft had some really good receivers, and that's why I thought it made sense because we need to stop thinking about this as um, what should the Vikings do because Rick and Mike are in charge. Like these are offensive guys. Now they are going to put a premium eventually. I think I might be wrong here, but I would think that they're going to put a premium on getting as much from their offense as possible. And with the way the league is trending, having really good receivers is huge. So that's why. One more uh, thought here
0: on the wide receiver conversation. Z says in the YouTube comments section, in my opinion, our offense was not the issue last year. I'm actually very glad we didn't draft another wide receiver. We put up numbers last year. The issue was that we gave up way too many, too. Mm -hmm. With an improved defense, this team is at least a playoff team.
1: Seven seed, maybe, like Philadelphia was. Mm -hmm. Maybe six, best case. Um yeah, they could definitely be a playoff team. I I'm I'm trying to figure out how this team can reach its potential though with O'Connell as their coach. And he's an offensive guy. So yeah, and, and look, if Kevin O'Connell looked at um Amir Smith Marset and he looked at KJ Osborne and said, These guys are, you know, super productive, that's awesome. That's great. Um the only thing that I will continue to say is I think we need to look at this team through the prism of who the coach is now and what the mission is going to be. And the mission is not going to be the offense was good enough. The mission is going to be, is this a top five offense and scoring? Like that's the change to me. Yep. So like, oh man, they're uh they're 10th they're 11th. Yeah, actually probably like top five. Like if you look at the components and, and you get there by doing what decks adding More elements to it. That's all.
0: I have a a great uh, possible record situation here from Robin that I'll get into in just a second. Before I do that, though, the Meadows at Mystic Lake, a proud sponsor here of Purple Daily, this weekend is Demo Days. Hmm. And they're going to do fittings. By appointment only, so you need to reserve your spot. So go to GolfTheMeadows.com to learn more. But on Friday, May 13th from 2 to 5 p.m., TaylorMade, Ping, and Titleist are going to be out there if you want to if you want to try out some of the latest equipment. And then on Saturday, Callaway, Cleveland, and Cobra. I like to use a nice Cobra driver, like to hit my bombs off off the tee box using my Cobra driver. Well, you can get fitted, and you can try, try out the new Cobra drivers or from TaylorMade, Ping, and Titleist at the Meadows at Mystic Lake, which is, a course, an award-winning 18-hole public golf course right down the road in the metro from 169 in Prior Lake. Book your tee time now. GolfTheMeadows.com to learn more. Again, golf. TheMeadows.com to learn more. All right, Ruben says I'm going to say for a record prediction, ten and seven or eleven and six, and we get likely the sixth or fifth seed. Mm. We will probably be competing with Philly, Dallas, Washington, San Fran, and Arizona for one of those seeds. Mm-hmm. Probably a good good place to be in, but I think we get in. However, mm-hmm. I can see us winning the division and getting one of the top. Four seeds. Mm. I don't think it will be a gimme for the division, but I think we can beat out the Packers for the division. Interesting little, little uh, reckless speculation or, or looking into the crystal ball, if you will, from Ruben there and the 2022 Vikings. Uh,
1: I like the first part. Um, I mean, I'm done saying that they're going to beat the Packers out for the division until they do. Cause I said the same thing last year that he said, and, and the Packers came back and won 13 more games. Uh, So I'm going to put a pin on my optimism about the Vikings being division champions until we actually see that happen again. Um, But yeah, I think a second part is probably accurate. If, if the defense is turned around enough, which it might be, and, and the offense can be, you know, top five. So yeah, there's so many playoff teams now, Dex. When you go seven deep in each conference that I don't think it's saying a lot to be like, it's a playoff team, right? Like it's can you advance? What's your what's your um, potential to actually make it through the playoffs? So the first part of his note to me makes sense. I could see them being a sixth. I think it'd be six or seven, but hell, you know, knock yourself out. Um, it would not absolutely shock me. Do I still think this team is positioned as well as it could be if they had pulled the right strings? no. But this is a weird league. Teams pop up, and I think the breath of fresh air that O'Connell is going to bring will definitely help out. We will find out a little bit more about some aging players, though, who are kept. And I'm not dumping on Kirk here. I'm just saying, Eric Kendricks, Thielen. Um, there's definitely a group that they brought back. Where I guess my question is, can they be? Can they bounce back in Kendricks' place? And in Thielen's case, can you stay? healthy. Things like that.
0: You know, forget about the Packers for a second. Jonathan here has a different uh, outlook on the division. He said, what what concerns me is one thing. The Lions are building a championship team. They have been building a line on both sides, and now they are building speed and special talent. Williams will haunt the Vikings. Mark my words, the Lions in two years will own the North, period. Man, Jonathan, I don't... John doesn't sound like a Lions fan necessarily, but he's buying what Dan Campbell and um, and what uh, uh, Chris
1: Spielman are building over there in, in Detroit. Um, all right, so How concerned are you about the Lions, Jen? So until the Lions get a quarterback, I'm not super concerned. I yeah. do think the trade might hurt them. Yeah, I I agree. So like I wouldn't dismiss that. I don't think that the Lions and dude they they might get a quarterback here soon, but Jared Goff. Doesn't scare me. I I still I know that players love Campbell as well. I like him. And a lot of people like him. And he's definitely a character. I still gotta see more from him though. Mm -hmm. I gotta see more. I think the I mean he might be good, but it just seems to me like the act is gonna wear thin and get tiresome. I gotta see more there. The Lions as a team do not scare me. The fact that they got a receiver that the Vikings basically gifted them because we went to the draft value charts or whatever it is does concern me a bit.
0: Yeah, Jared Goff is uh, is not it. Steven, uh, David Blau and Tim Boyle. They're,
1: oh, they don't have a quarterback.
0: I wouldn't be surprised at all if they bring in another But the receiver dude.
1: could bite you in the ass.
0: Yes. Like, that's could. not inaccurate. I agree with that. I There is something to be said there. I think Dan Campbell's entertainment as hell. So Oh, I, uh,
1: God, I'm— yeah. <laughs> I am all for him coaching Detroit. I'm just saying I don't know. There are people that actually buy into the fact that he's going to be successful. And I guess in my case, I have to see it. RV says, I give this
0: draft a B- because of the Lions trade, but I love the players we drafted. And let's not act like we're scared of the Lions. And how many of you are going to bang the table for Christian Watson in the second round? You think he's a weapon? I hate the Lions trade, but at the end of the day... We got three starters out of it. That's what how RV views that Lions trade. Okay. Let's wait and see. Yeah. Actually, that's, uh, that, that's a great segue from 17 Dunga in our YouTube comment section, Judd. Excuse me? 17 Dunga. Okay. My question is, what is the best way to evaluate a draft? I agree with Judd. It's way too early to evaluate this draft. So what is the best time, method, and rubric
1: for what constitutes a good draft? Well, I mean, you got to wait a couple of years, right, to, to start to get a read. Um, and in it's weird because in the case of the 2021 draft, I have no idea. Like, we didn't see, we saw Daris outplay. Uh, we saw some guys here and there, but we have no clue. It, it probably takes, what, three years, Dex? Mm-hmm. About three years where you start to get a read on things. Like, like are the depth guys in the draft helping out? Uh, are they surprising you? But, um, yeah, I mean, there's... The grades that are done immediately the Monday or basically the Sunday after the draft concludes on Saturday now are laughable. You have no clue. I mean, Rick Spielman got basically got great grades because he drafted 15 guys. What the hell does that mean?
0: I can tell you this, it doesn't take them very long to evaluate how good a Surly is.
1: Jeff. Oh, a Surly, you know, you know what? Yeah, You're exactly right, Dex. And I appreciate you bringing up my friends at Surly Brewing who put out some of the finest product possible. Now, personally, I'm a furious guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a furious guy because after a big win by a team, it's time for celebration. And after a devastating loss, it's time to be soothed by the Suds, the great Suds. Now, you, you are definitely a... a Fan of the Furious, but you also love the drips and drops. Mm-hmm. I love the Supreme,
0: exactly. I love the Warp Zone. That's a like tap room exclusive. Oh, now that yeah. the weather's nice out, baby, all oh, the I, you're back, aren't you? Yeah. I, oh, I'm back all the time. Back porch. I think I even saw Judd's sleeping bag out there the last back time I port- was there. Uh, just...
1: No question about it. No yeah. question. And so, what, whether you go to uh, the Surly Brew Hall to check them out or your local liquor store, you can find you can find a thorough a thorough collection of what I consider to be first-round draft picks. Thanks to Surly Brewer. Uh The Ukrainian intellect on our YouTube comment
0: section, I, uh, I, I repeat. I hear you. The Ukrainian intellect. Okay. I can tell you right now Judd's mindset is going to struggle with this team going forward if it does not change. He needs to, he needs to learn to see from Kwasi's perspective and what this team is trying to do. Is your uh, mindset going to struggle, Judd, if they do not uh, not change for the better?
1: Well, so if they don't improve, is that what he's saying? Yeah, I
0: think that's basically what he's trying to get or at. Or is yeah. he
1: saying that I have to look at, uh, at how he's trying to build this thing out? Yeah, he's trying to say, actually, the latter.
0: Yes, the latter oh, of Quasi's okay. vision and perspective of this team.
1: I mean, I won't struggle with it. I might disagree with it. Quasi mm-hmm. um, looks at things very differently. I like how he looks at some things. I don't think he fully grasps the football end of things constantly. I'll give you a prime example. I thought of this last week. I didn't broach it, but I thought of this one. Um, The Christian Watson trade. So the Packers get a receiver. The Vikings solidly win the trade based on the draft value chart, correct? Yep. But the Packers jump to the, was it the second pick of the second round? take Watson, mm-hmm. who is now going to be plugged in and might become a weapon. We don't know for sure. He's definitely going to get a chance. Here's where I think there's some problems with understanding how the value chart of the the metrics work against the real thing. All right? The Vikings say, Declan that they are all in for 2022, right? They're not rebuilding. Like, right. no no time to rebuild. No time to rebuild. They're all in. Okay. If that's your philosophy, which, by the way, I don't agree with, but it is, and it's your team, then what, Then even if I win the trade based on value, based on the now, right, the foundational piece of my 2022 philosophy has been violated by this. You just potentially made the Packers stronger immediately. So you might win this trade down the road. But you just gave them a chip that might make them a far more competitive team than they were when the draft started, right? Mm -hmm. So foundationally, you're saying we are in it to win it. But you just gave your fierce rival and their quarterback, who's going to be in Canton soon, uh, you just gave them a chip. Now, if you had said what Ryan Pohl said, which is we are not worried about 22, that trade makes perfect sense. Because if Watson succeeds, okay, he has an impact, but I won the trade and I'm trying to build out. But you're not building out. So that's where I think that there's some problems when when you look at things, when you try to take a philosophy that doesn't necessarily marry your philosophies. And I think the Vikings have lost sight. I think what you have is the quasi philosophy and then the mandate. Yeah. And when you marry those two together, you've just made your opponent potentially much stronger immediately, which supposedly is going to make you mad. As opposed to the Bears who said, We are going to punt on two thousand twenty two.
0: Couple jud comments here to wrap comments from YouTube. That was
1: very in depth, by the way. That was very I'm very I'm proud very of it. Very in depth. I should drive to, to TCO right now and spew my philosophies. You absolutely should.
0: Uh, Tim says, and this is a no-brainer, but some people I think are still a little confused by this, so you're going to have to explain this. why explain why you would do this, Judd. Tim says, Judd would rather walk down to the couch than fly to London? What? Judd, explain
1: why you love uh, to be at home. Well, first of all, I've been there once. Well, you have been to London. I've been to London. Oh, I didn't know that. I've been there once. You... 1984, I was 14. Um, second of all, here's... Here's the truth, okay? Those, I think it's an 8.30 Central Time kick. Dude, I can wake up. I can grab eggs or something. Correct, coffee bender from Surly. Coffee bender. I can sit on the couch. I can watch the game on TV, which, by the way, I'd like to make this very clear. This is one sport where watching on TV is an advantage, like as far as the game goes. I go to home games because it's fun to be there, because you can glean some things. I'm not saying it's useless. But think about a flight to London, all of the things, customs and all that, right? Yep. A lot to go through. Not A lot, lot of work. For a football game yep. that I could watch in the comfort of my home, do Vent Line, and have the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And plus, I can watch more football that way. Personally,
0: as someone who likes to, I'm getting better. Okay, I've gotten better. But I I don't like to wake up early for much of anything. Um, You're young. I, I, I just don't. I've gotten better. I have. I, have, I, I
1: truly have. I I've, I've been very be impressed
0: with how well yeah. I can now wake up early. Um, you
1: didn't even drink during the
0: weekend. I barely drank. I I wasn't hungover or anything. I it was. People a, that's are
1: disappointed in you. They're, they'll be talking they're to you. A little mad at me. Supposed to be doing trips, but and trips. Uh,
0: I, I. It would take. A, the only thing I would like, I think, about the West Coast timeline that our, even Phil Mack gets to enjoy now, um, it would be kind of neat that Sunday night football would start at five thirty. And then it's done by about eight eight thirty because I'll, I'll say I'll say this: there's nothing worse. Those Sunday scaries kick in at about halftime of the Sunday night football game, where you're like, "crap,
1: tomorrow's Monday." Why do we care about that Sunday scaries? Yeah. Cause like you're, it's the start of the work week. I, I know, but I've got the same problem still, and I, I like my job. Like, what am I
0: concerned about? I like my job too. It's just it it's it's a daunting task. Like you just you had the nice weekend. It was quick. But it, is comes, that from it comes and goes. Yes, like I think yeah. It's a product review you. Because I get those and I hate it. Yeah, I would be a nice rec- recovery time if like that game ended at eight o'clock, so I could have some time to to prep a little bit before like. But I he's asking.
1: Terms. He's asking you. Do you flat out want to go to Saints? Vikings in London. No, I don't. Oh, you don't? I really don't. Oh, I thought you did. No. I, I haven't been to Europe
0: ever, so I would like to go to Europe. Don't get me wrong. Um, I still haven't gone to Ireland. It's like my number one place Never I really want to go. But, uh, Never been to Ireland. But I, I would rather watch from the comfort of my home. Uh, last one here yeah, from Trevor. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Judd is the perfect heel. He has the perfect script for people to hate, and he's even given you a trademark. The not. You are the judder You've given people the script, and and, and even uh, it's a wrestling term of you being a heel, Judd. I think you should be CCing one. this to to uh, Vince McMahon and even Tony Khan and well, no, AEW. Do that makes me that, though. To be the heel? To be the heel. Like, you, you are what's my brilliant at, well, judder that's the term. Okay. judder is the term. Okay. But you are brilliant at at being the heel. Like This happens in wrestling all the time. Someone's a face, meaning a good guy. Someone's a heel, meaning the bad guy. You are great at being the that bad guy. Well, thank you. So I didn't
1: realize that. So
0: a little wrestling like term from Trevor there and our Judd comments. As we always do, we always rap with Judd thoughts. So what's Phil? Judd's a face. Judd's a baby. Judd's a
1: baby face. No, Phil. Know.
0: Yeah, he's a face. Oh, oh, oh Phil are actually,
1: you're actually. Phil is, okay. Yeah. Because I didn't know, because he certainly can tick folks off at times, so I didn't know. I was. wouldn't call him a heel. Okay. You are a heel. I love it. Yeah, I would say you're much more. I, I mean, my feelings than, than are very hurt. I, they're not. My feelings are very. You, you know me. I'm sensitive. He actually is. He actually is. He's okay. Very sensitive. I might start crying. Comments from YouTube. Comments from YouTube.
0: Fun. That wraps. Appreciate you guys. Hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports mm. entertainment. Mackie, Judd, Declan. We just want to see the Vikings win a damn Super Bowl before we die.